Welcome to another episode in Osborne Clark's Mobility as a Service podcast series. I'm Marie-Claire and today I'm joined by Aurélien Coté, an expert in the mass industry. Aurélien is an engineer by training in France and the US and he has over 20 years of professional experience in international business development and strategic partnerships. In particular, he has a massive involvement in mobility as a service. So I'm going to pass over to Aurélien now. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, could you just tell us a bit more about your background and your involvement in mass to date, please? Yes. But first, I would like to thank you for inviting me uh, today uh, to be able to answer your question on mass. So um, I've been in mass for the past four years. I started my career in mass uh, to be the mobility as a service expert for mass for Transdev, one of the biggest uh, public transport operator. Uh, I had several missions there. My first mission was to be the operational link uh, between uh, Transdev on its investment in mass, like Mass Global with WIM in Helsinki and Transair in Netherlands. My second mission was with my knowledge on the mass at the technical level, at the operational level, at the business level, I was in charge to oversee all the mobility as a service projects we may had uh, around the world from Australia, New Zealand, Asia, Europe, Middle East, North Africa, South and North America. I was also elected on, uh, on the board of director of Mass Alliance to represent uh, uh, Mass uh, Transdev on the Mass part. And I recently joined an IT company named Instant System that uh, developed a trip planner, journey, um, journey planner, passenger information, and also a mass platform like uh, in Brussels. Move, uh, Move Brussels, that is uh, the mass in Brussels, has been developed by Instant System. So yes, I love mass. I've been <laughs> in mass for four years, and I'm looking forward to the first question. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks again, Aurélien. So my first question to you is that you previously mentioned to me that you see mass as B2G or I guess B2GTC, uh, business to government to consumer. Um, please, can you just talk to us a bit more about that? Definitely. So in fact, I like to say that we are, the, the real mass will be B2G2C, business to government to citizen. Why? It's because mobility, it's a right of everyone. When you think about mobility, uh, you have different kind of cities. You have the big cities where you have uh, multiple uh, public transport operators, multiple e-bike uh, brands, multiple uh, taxis, TNCs, etc. These are definitely the big cities, the capital where everybody um, can have a choice. I'm talking more about most of the mobility is done in medium cities, where most of the time you have one public transport operator, one bike sharing brand, one uh, car sharing, etc. There, the mobility is better handled by the cities. What I mean by this is like the public transport authority in those cities can better manage their, their own mobility policies. If we agree that the mass is the public transport uh, backbone, uh, um, sorry, I would say uh, the public transport is the backbone of the mass, like everyone agrees, we make sure that the mass will be the extension of the public transport. 
because by definition, the public transport outside Hong Kong and Japan is subsidized. In medium cities, there wouldn't be enough businesses for the mass operator that are uh, under a B2C business, business to customer. So for me, yes, the mass in most of the city around the world will be B2G first. Then it will be B2B to EE, what I mean business to business to employee employer, where some employers will would like to have a mobility policy for the employee and they would like to have their own application that's going to be linked with the B2G. Which countries do you see as the leaders or role models in mass? It's, uh, it's the question that everyone is asking, but uh, it's uh, the most difficult one. Uh, why? It's because uh, each country is different in terms of regulation and even each city or region are different uh, even within one country. When you take two cities in your own country, you're going to see that the public transport operators are not the same. Some do have a tram, some don't. Um, you have the mobility services, uh, sh the shared one that could be uh, bike, e-bike, uh, e-scooter, free floating, etc. And each city do have different mobility. Then it doesn't mean that some are not leading in the mass industry. Um, when we think about mass, everybody agree that Finland was the first. Uh, by opening up the, the data to uh, the public data to the private sector that enable mass. So that's why Mass Global was enabled to create WIM and develop a mass B2C in Helsinki. After that, we, we need to think that uh, WIM was really launched uh, at the end of 2017, but the real first mass at least the real operational mass was in Godberg by Ubigo in 2013. But Sweden didn't put in place the right maybe set of rules and regulation regarding the data to enable um, the deployment of mass uh, further. The other country that was um, very big in mass is Netherlands. Uh, two, years, uh, two years and a half ago, they decided to launch seven mass standards in the country, uh, in seven cities with seven different contexts. Big city like uh, Amsterdam, um, Rotterdam with the airport, Union City, cross border with Belgium and Germany in Maastricht, rural, and also one specific for people with reduced mobility. The idea of Netherlands was if we created different set of mass with different contexts and uh, projects, we should be able to gather enough information to create the framework that should work in any countries, or at least in Netherlands. Vienna in Austria was also a very interesting one because they decided to create a mass outside the center of the city. Because people think, okay, if the mass is the integration of service, um, shared mobility service provider, most of them are in the middle of the city. So, what happened is, if you think about outside the box, Vienna, it's exactly what they've done. They created mobility hubs in suburbans uh, where you have a bus stop or a tram stop. Why? Because they wanted people to be able to park their car or their bike, being able to use the public transport to go in the center of the city. And at the same time, they thought that the people in the center of the city, they don't own a car. 
So if those people want to do something outside the center of the city, they should be able to do it without uh, using a taxi from the center of the city. They could just take the tram of a bus, arriving at the mobility hub, and take a car sharing or bike sharing and do their shopping, airing, visiting uh, friends. As a French person, I need to take to talk about France. Um, France was the first one to think that uh, mass will be regulated at the European level. So that's why France worked hard on uh, release what we call la LOM, law of mobility, to anticipate what could be the European law that would regulate the mass. And right now, I know at the, at the European Commission, uh, the LOM is studied and is a reference. Okay, Europe is definitely the leader in math, but we need to think also about Asia. Uh, China and Japan are big players. Singapore was the first one too, uh, that uh, deployed a real mass commercial operation in this part of the world. Definitely Australia, especially in 2018 when Sydney decided to launch a mass project uh, competition. And at the end of the day, we need also to talk about North America and especially uh, the US. There, the budget for the public transport operators are pretty restricted and it's very rare when they do have the money to digitalize their operation. And without digitalization, you can't have a mass. So that's why uh, it's led by the private sector. And the first example people think about is Uber and Denver. Uber integrated the ticketing of the public transport of Denver within its application, meaning that people who are that are arriving at Denver using the Uber application do have a choice to go to the city, either by ordering an Uber, or why not taking the train, the train that goes straight to the center that is already there, and they can pay through Uber app. So there are a lot of uh, countries leading the mass, but there are some that are catching up fast too. <laughs> wow, that was a fantastic overview. Thank you so much. Um, you mentioned uh, the regulatory framework for mass and uh, clearly Finland and France are some examples of countries where, you know, they are starting to try to address this regulatory framework. Um, and it's certainly one of the issues that, that we've spotted in working in this industry. Um, Notice the UK wasn't mentioned, so it'd be really interesting uh, just to hear from you how you see mass in the UK and how you see the UK is positioned for developing mass going forward. So um, I would say that uh, UK was one of the last big uh, countries in, uh, in Europe to take action on mass uh, by setting budget and project in several regions. Um, so my my feeling is mixed. Um, my first feeling is very good because uh, it's always good to come last because you can learn from the others. Everything that was done uh, in Finland, Netherlands, etc., uh, everything what's good uh, could be taken into account. But also what was a, uh, a failure in a way, we learn from that because it's public and it's good that all those countries decided to share the good and the bad uh, to improve. So like Google that arrived after uh, uh, being the last one in the search engine world, uh, at that time, if you remember, AOL was there, Alta La Vista, Yahoo, who are using those uh, uh, nowadays? Nobody. Google was the last and is the biggest in the world now. 
on the other uh, on the other part um i'm not negative but i think things gonna be they're gonna uk will still need to learn the hard way uh, what is mass because mass unfortunately is very linked with a local context national wise regional or city level wise meaning that the regulation in, uh, that is in place in Netherlands or Finland is not the same as in UK. So UK will have to learn. And what is the most difficult when you learn is to get the right partner to help you understanding what to do. Because math is most of the time sees or view as an application, but the application is just the, the interface. Uh, and that's where it's a problem because behind the hood, when you are in a car, you uh, pop the hood and you see all the, the part you, uh, that is uh, uh, making an engine uh, running. The mass is the same. Uh, it's integrating uh, mobility service providing in providers plus public transport. Uh, it's billing, it's customer service, it's tax, it's insurance. Everything has, is linked together. So it's, it's very complex. And not everyone in the mobility world understand the complexity outside their own comfort zone. So it's very important for those, um, you know, all the cities and region in UK that are um, developing and are launching some mass project to have that in mind and to, um, to partner with the right partners. Mm. And that's why law firms are very important because uh, in my previous live at uh, Transdev, I saw many mass project that were thought as a technical solution to be solved. And in fact, um, we forgot the, the real operational part and we, we uh, foresee problems in uh, legal, tax, data privacy, data sharing, etc., etc. And here you need to be well accompanied. Yes, I, well, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> um, Unfortunately, we're going to have to wrap this up soon. So I have one final question for you. Um, how do you see the future of mass more generally? Um, and what do you see as the biggest challenges for developing mass going forward? So for me, mass um, is going to be there forever. Um, it's just uh, the fact we need to remember that we are still on the learning curve. So that's why we have a lot of pilots and not operations. But for me, it's clear the mass will be the tool for cities to regain the control on the mobility in their territories. Uh, so that's for sure. But this successful won't come without any uh, obstacle to overcome. One of the first uh, obstacles I see is the fact that mass is a mix between public and private actors. So the biggest challenge to overcome is how to build a trust between those parties that by definition, uh, don't have the same interest on the same mission. One is to make money, it's normal, it's private, and one is to serve the public. So it's very important to have everyone around the table before launching anything to make sure that everyone understands where they can win together for the good of everyone. The second, uh, I would say, problem that I see is when we talk about mobility service providers, we are talking also about all those startups uh, that popping up everywhere. It's great because they offer an additional service for the first mile, last mile. But the thing is, they most of the time build the system for themselves, thinking that it's gonna be used only by the customer. 
they are, their system is not thought to be integrated in a third party. So that's why we have a problem of data standardization to share the data, what are the data available and used and useful for the mass. And that's one of the most uh, problematic. And when we talk about standardization, we are studying about data and privacy and how, uh, what kind of data is needed to be shared and what is not and how to make sure that the, the end user is aware of what data is used um, for the good on, on the optimization of the service. So for me, just one word is definitely mass is there to last. <laughs> That sounds great, and I couldn't agree more with everything you've just said there, particularly around data standardization and, and privacy. That's definitely something that keeps us busy. <laughs> thank you again so much for coming on today. It's been great to have you. And thank you to everybody for listening again. As always, if you have any questions or any comments, then please do feel free to get in touch. Thanks again.